there are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Friday afternoon here in beautiful sunny Johannesburg. And a warm welcome to all of our radio family. Thank you so much for joining us and being part of what we have to tell you today. And it's a wonderful always to have feedback and, and meet people that say, Hey, I'm driving the car when, while you're dri- while you're on the radio and I listen to you occasionally. And I say, yeah, wow, it's nice to know that there are people because you actually never know. You know, maybe it's just me and, and Craig here in the studio and we're talking to each other and having a great time and everyone else is out there doing, doing something else. But anyway, it's really, really fantastic to have you all on board. And it's a beautiful, beautiful area of Shabbos, a little bit of a scary. Just thinking about it, this week we're actually saying Mavorchen Chodesh for Chodesh Elul. Yap guys, Rosh Hashanah is not that far away at uh, at all. In fact, it's uh, whatever five six weeks. Where how far far away could it, could it possibly be? Today's the twenty second day of Av, so that means one more week of Av, and then the month of Elul. So it's uh, what five five weeks, a bit more. Time to get our, yo, know, how you say, pull up your boots and, and, and start, uh, start working. And I'm not only talking about making the sweet and sour fish and, and the pickle, whatever it is, but, uh, start doing the real preparation, the, the preparation of ourselves, of getting our, our house, our internal little house in order and getting ready to, to face the Rabbani Shleilam on, on, uh, on, on Rosh Hashanah. So let's talk a little bit. We don't want to talk about tshuva yet. That's too much. That's too much in our face and too close to, to Rosh Hashanah. So let's talk a little bit about what comes before tshuva. And that is, of course, tefillah of, uh, of, of, of davening. And it's perfect time to talk about it. This week, we are laning Pasha's Akev, the third Pasha of the book of Deuteronomy, of, of Devorim, which, of course, always falls out, if not the Shabbos immediately preceding Rosh Chodesh Elo, but certainly the week before before that. And we have in the Pasha, of course, the second, the second Pasha of the Shema that we read daily. And there we read, We have to serve our Kodesh Baruch Hu with all our, our hearts. And Rashi, Quotes the, the Chazal, which is actually a, a Sifri, who say, what is service of the heart? What is Avoidish Shabalev? That is, that is Tfilah. He carries on and says, why is Tfilah called service? Because he brings, he brings a, a Pasuk. Pasuk in Daniel, which says, Zakadish Baruchu, whom you serve regularly. And of course, at the time of Daniel, there was no it was after the Churban. So how could you be serving Hashem? There weren't any Karbanas to be bringing at that, uh, at that time. So therefore it must be that service means prayer. Alright, so too, that's, so the, uh, and, and David Melech seems to say the same thing. He says that, uh, that, that my Tvila should be established. Before you, like like a, like a keteris, like an incense uh, offering, and again in the same way, there's a medrash. The medrash 
on the uh, after we'll read in a few weeks time on Shabbos Shuvah that the Navi Yoshea says, Kechui mochem devorim. Take with you things or, or words. Beshuvu al Hashem. And return, return to HaKadosh Baruch. What the Rabbani Shalom is saying is, I want words. I want words from you and I will forgive I will forgive you, Averis. And words refer to words of Torah. So Kaiso said, we don't know how. How, how do we do it? So Hashem answered them, cry and pray before me and I'll accept it. it says, when, if you remember, it says, man, when your fathers were Avodim in Egypt, weren't they freed by me through Tvila? As it says, by Yitzaku b'nei Yisrael Hashem, they cried out to Hashem, Vatal Shavosom, their cries, their prayers went up to Hashem. In the days of Yeshua, carries on the Medrash. Wasn't it through Tvila, through prayer, that I performed miracles? So too, you people of Yerushalayim, even though you've angered me, since you cried before me, I shall have mercy upon you. I don't request from you sacrifices, I don't say a cross from you, a, a carbonus, only words. Take words. <coughs> so from the words of this Medrash, it sounds as if a tefillah is, is, is a small, almost insignificant thing. All I want is words. But that is, that's all that's requested of, of Kleiso. And this almost seems to contradict the Sifri that we just mentioned before, where we said, Tfilah, Tfilah is everything, Tfilah is Avoida, is the service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If it's an Avoida, then how can an Avoida be insignificant? Avoida is Dvarim Ha'im Dim Berumah it's the most significant thing there is. Furthermore, the Torah says that it should be done with Something you have to do with your entire heart, which seems to uh, indicate that it's not a small matter at all. It's something that requires tremendous dedication, devotion, and, and effort. So the chilek is, the, diff- the differentiation here is that the service of tefillah really can be divided into two parts. Number one, the hachana, the preparation for the davening, and the tefillah, the prayers themselves. The main avoider, the main hard work of davening is preparing one's heart for tefillah and, and kind of removing all the other things, all the other matters from one's mind, completely shutting down all the files that are open, that are occupying ram space in your brain, you're thinking about them and worrying about them and stressing about them, and, and your mind is going around in permutations of, 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 of a million thoughts a second to try to work out what you're going to do. Whoa. Close it all down, shut it all down, and get yourself in a mind space where you can focus and completely uh, uh, concentrate on dominating, on having a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch That's the great understanding. But once, once, and, and once one has done that, once you've completely and totally and properly prepared yourself for tefillah, the tefillah itself is actually quite easy because there's nothing distracting. You just open your mind and your heart and, and, and interact with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Once there's no barriers, once there's nothing between you and, and him, once all the other stuff has been moved out of the way, then the tefillah is actually, is actually uh, easy. 
Pasuk says, says, you'll say in your heart, my strength and the might of my hands, right, made for me all this, all this wealth. And the, the old Mephoshim, uh, uh, try to, try to make diuk, try to, uh, uh, discern from this pasuk how, how, uh, I guess the word would be seductive the Yetzirah is to try to convince someone that whatever he's accomplished, whatever he has accomplished, whatever he's achieved in his life, were all the result of his own cunning and his own strength. In fact, just a few psukim earlier, the Torah had to, in fact, uh, encourage the, the, the very frightened Jewish nation and tell them, don't worry. When you're going to say in your heart, these nations are such, I'm so much larger than me. How am I ever going to be able to vanquish them? We're so insignificant. How can we, how can we do it? Right? And Hashem had to say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And this same nation was so unconfident and scared to enter Eretz Yisrael, yet Moshe is saying that just a very short time later the Pesach has to rebuke them. Don't become haughty and take credit for your own success. We see that even a short time after one is in a difficult situation, as soon as Baruch Hashem, the situation has been remedied and he again sees success, the sun is shining, everything is good, there is a fear that he may forget that everything comes from Hashem and he may take credit for his own, for his own success. The altar from Kelm and, and Rav Chatzka Levenstein, the, the Panovich Mashkiach, uh, embellishes his words points out, the Torah doesn't say that you might say, but he says, you will say. This, in fact, indicates that this is the real nature of a human being to think this way. As long as a person remembers and bears in mind that Hashem is guiding him, so then he's in no danger of falling to this Mindset that everything comes from me. But if one doesn't hear the warning in, in the Pasuk and says, your, your heart's going to become haughty. And then your God, you'll come to forget Hashem, your God, who took you out of, out of Mitzrayim from the house of, of bondage. Then immediately one's going to begin to become arrogant and almost, uh, uh, in a way of kfir, in a way of, 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 of uh, almost as a heretical way, take personal credit for your success. Therefore, and similarly, the, the Arachayim HaKadosh explains the Pesach as follows. One needs to realize that every bit of good that comes to a person, every bit of success, every bit of happiness, everything we have, everything we've achieved, everything we want to achieve, and everything that's we are in our lives, all comes directly from the Rabbanishlam. If we have that in mind, 
that can bring a person to recognize HaKadosh Baruch right? And recognize him as the Boire and the Manig, as the creator, as the ruler. And, and, uh, then we get Hashkocha Pratis. Then we receive the divine providence of, of HaKadosh Baruch The Yetzirah's first tactic is to try to cause a person to forget this. Right? The path will lead, Chas to one's destruction. And perhaps, he says, because of this, the Pasuk then carries on. And then, it will be if you forget HaKadosh Baruch Hu, meaning that if one forgets that Hashem is the one providing for you, so then you're, you're eventually going to forget HaKadosh Baruch Hu completely. And eventually, you'll fall even Hashem as the Torah goes on, you'll come to serve other, other idols. Not only will a person, Hashem, have all kinds of funny, foreign kind of thoughts in his mind, he'll even fall to actual acts of, 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 of idol worship. Right? He will, he will worship what is forbidden, and, and, and then he'll, he'll, he'll search after all the different kinds of gods. This teaches us, that remembering Hashem is the great fence that keeps one on the path of serving Hashem. And if one lacks this remembrance, then Chas Hashem, the Sutton consenter, can, can, can get, get involved and push him all the way, all the way down. So this concept of focusing on HaKadosh Baruch Hu and remembering HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that is what's going to allow a person, and when he realizes that he's completely dependent on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's going to allow him to, to open his mind, to, to free himself, and to be able to, to daven, to daven properly. We'll come back with a one closing remark on this, and then carry on with our Hilchas Shabbos segment. This is 101.9 hyphen. This program is Soul to Soul, and this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, back on your radio here in Johannesburg. As we do at this point on the show, we always give you, fill you in on the important details of the coming Shabbos. This is Shabbos Kodesh Pashas. Akev, the candle lighting time you need to know for this afternoon, the latest time for lighting candles this afternoon is 5.33, 27 minutes before 6 o'clock. Got to have them on by then. That's when Shabbos actually starts. Do not rely on the injury time. Shkia being at 10 to 6. Get it ready before. Get yourself ready so that you can stand with a full heart, ready, composed, and welcome in the Shabbos, the Shabbos queen. Uh, Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 24 minutes past 6, 6.24. As I mentioned at the outset, this is Shabbos Mavorchim Elul. Rosh Chodesh Elul will be, in fact, next Shabbos and the Sunday. Afterwards, Sunday, of course, then being the first day of Elul, will start blowing the shofar then and saying Ledovid and, and really getting into the Elul mode at that uh at that uh, at that time, so certainly a good week to to be coming to shul, bench uh, with the with the with the congregation and, and be part of what's what's going what's going on. Just to conclude, I, I thought on on uh, 
on uh, on tefillah. So we all need, we all want that we have to be saved, we need salvation, whatever area it is that the crisis we're currently facing is. And we need to know that in order to merit uh, our salvation, so that there's, there's a, a reciprocal relationship. It's in accordance with the level of us recognizing that everything comes from, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And uh, we see that from the, the Psukim that talk about the the four kind of people who have to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu and praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? Which the, uh, the Baalim Musa uh, 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 say that uh, some people should even say this on uh, on Erev Shabbos before, before Mincha. And uh, and uh, the the uh, the word tsaaka is 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 used actually in two of them. We know the four categories are uh, those who traveled through a a desert and those who crossed the sea, and and the word tsaaka is used for the other two, those who were sick and were healed from from an illness. And those who came out of, out of, uh, out of, uh, out of prison. So in, in, in those two senses where the Chazal used this word, Tsa'aka, so the Pesach says that they were, they were saved from their, from their troubles, from the, from the Mitsuka that they were, that they were in, or they, by Yotziyem Hashem, took them out from, from their Tsaris, both of which indicate that they're in a situation now where the suffering is completely over. They've they've walked out of it. They're 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 gone. It's finished. But in in the instances where the word zaka is used, it it doesn't say that they're finished. That sorrows have totally gone them. But Hashem says that vayoyshiyim. Hashem saved them, which indicates that the suffering was not removed completely. And that can often be where a person never was ill and Baruch Hashem has recovered, but it doesn't mean that everything goes back the way it was. Sometimes there are people that have uh, that remain with chronic issues, chronic pain, and that's something that remains part of their part of their life. But then the Malbim explains that the tefillahs, the prayers of someone, God forbid, who are deathly ill or are languishing in, 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 in prison, uh, so those are actually the the lower level of tzaka. That's because when one is ill or, or in prison, so his tefillah takarish baruchu may not even be from the very depth of his heart, because he always has some hope that he can be saved, you know, either by doctors, expert doctors can come and 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 mediate his his condition. And, uh, and, and, or medicines can, can cure him. And the person in jail, you know, you can get an uh, amazing advocate, a lawyer, or, 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 you know, communal activist who can come and, and get him out. So therefore, since he's in a way relying on other things, his tefillah is not on the highest level. It's not a real tzaka. It's not a primeval uh, a shout from the depth of his soul where he has no other hope, no other possibility, but but to rely on 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 Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So therefore, in that situation, even though Hashem helps him, it isn't necessarily a fully complete and and uh, and it can be only on the letter of of Ayoshim. But 
One, let's say someone's in the desert, or he's, he's in, uh, in jail, and there's no one who can help him. If there's a storm that's going to come, or he's on the desert and, and some wild beasts come, besides Hashem Yisbarach, there's no help for him at all. Therefore, when he davens HaKadosh Baruch it's with a full and complete heart. And since, therefore, his, his tefillah is on the level of a, of a, of a real tzaka, so he's zoicha to the full and complete and complete salvation. The more we realize that the only address for salvation, for helping, for deliverance from anything we have, it's, it's not our ability, it's not others who may have skills and, and are well placed and, and know people and have the connections and can press the right, the right buttons or say the right things and get us out. If we're relying on that, I'll tip the don't rely on other people because Tetzay Rucham Yashla Muslim Yal every dog has his hour and when the hour is over then the door is shut and you're no longer gonna have access to him. And and then what do you do? Right? Just Bitchub Hashem Adiyad rely totally and completely on the Rabban Shalom. Davintim direct your thoughts, clear your mind from everything else and just realize Hashem, you're the one who can do it for me? And then Bez Hashem will be zeich that all our tefillahs will be answered, all our tzaras, all our difficulties, all our challenges, all the things that are afflicting us will will go away, and we'll be able to then We'll be able to serve our Kaddish Baruch Hu with a full and complete and complete heart. We're learning in, in Shabbos still the laws of Amira la'akum of what it is that a a, a non-Jew is allowed to do for you or help you with or be involved in on your behalf on uh, on uh, on Shabbos. So last week we were we were talking about a uh, a person who is slightly ill or in 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 a state of of discomfiture and needs some kind of help, things like turning on the aircon or or, or something or something like that. And, uh, and, and, and we, in many instances, we, we, uh, we allow, we allow that on a very hot day, the, the, the non-Jews should be able to put on the, uh, the air conditioning and, and, and things like that. Say so I want to address a, another issue and that is, uh, what does one do with non-Jewish hired hands, workers or, 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 and, and, you know, employees who are partners in the, uh, in, in the business or in a, or in a uh, company, but we're going to come back with that in a moment. It's time to go to the shops. Please don't run away yet. This is 101.9 High FM, and the program is, as always, Soul to Soul. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Chai FM, we're back on your radio here on a Friday afternoon. We're talking about what a non-Jewish employee or, or, uh, a, a partner can do for you on, on, uh, on Shabbos. So, obviously the basic halacha is that it is forbidden for a Jew to hire workers that, that will do work for him, that will work on his behalf on, uh, on Shabbos because Whatever it is really forbidden for a Jew himself to do on Shabbos, so you're not allowed to request a non-Jew to do for you either on, on Shabbos. Therefore, it would be completely forbidden for 
a a Jew to uh, ask, let's say, a, a non-Jew to work in, in the days where agriculture was the big thing to work for you, let's say, in your in your field or in your company or even in your in your shop on Shabbos. But I I could hire a non-Jewish worker to help him, let's say, I need a waiter, I need someone to, to serve food or, or, or etc., or to uh, wash dishes uh, after the after the meal on, on Shabbos, then I am allowed to hire a non-Jew to do. Why, why is, why is that? Because since those kind of, of, uh, activities are permitted even for a Jew to do, right? I can wash dishes on, uh, on Shabbos, right? Okay. We'll see that obviously, uh, a Jew can't do it with hot water. From the geezer, I cannot use the sponge, which might be an issue of, of, of squeezing, but I can wash dishes. Therefore, I'm allowed to employ a non-Jew to do that for me on my, on my behalf on, uh, on, uh, on Shabbos. And there's not, you could even hire such a, a non-Jew for Shabbos purposes alone and pay him for that work done and you don't even need to kind of include it in a in a longer term employment in which he's also going to get paid at the same time for for uh, uh, uh not only for the weekday activity but also for the for the Shabbos for the Shabbos uh uh activity um if however the guy did let's say did some work for you on, on, uh, on Shabbos. So since those, again, those activities are permitted, so then I'm allowed to get, get a non-Jew to, uh, to, uh, to do it. Right. If, however, the guy did work for you on Shabbos and with a, which is in violation of, of the halacha, he wasn't supposed to do it and he did it. So you already mentioned before that it's forbidden then for the Jew to have any benefit from that work on uh, on on Shabbos and even after Shabbos you can't benefit from it right away you have to wait uh, what we call what we call a time where if the non-Jew had done that activity for you after Shabbos was over whatever amount of time it would take for him to have done it after, after Shabbos, so then, then you're allowed to, then you're allowed to do it because then we consider, okay, he could have done the Melacha now in a permitted way, and therefore you're allowed to, you're allowed to, uh, to use it. And if the, the, that whichever work that the, any that the non-Jew did for the, uh, for the Jew on, on Shabbos was something public, it was something that other people would know about. Let's say he's doing construction for you. He's building. He's building a a, a house for you, or something. Something where 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 people are seeing it. So then, Chazal went so far as to make a rule, make a decree that you actually should never, if you live in that house forever, if you so wantonly go and break the halacha, where Chazal said, don't. 
allow non-Jews to do Mlach for you on Shabbos, and you went in a public way and had your guy building your, your, your house front or your business in a, in a public place on, on Shabbos, that needs to be as strongly condemned as, uh, as, uh, as possible. What you are, what they do allow you to do is even though you can't live there, you would be allowed to, to sell the house to another, to another, uh, uh, Jew. Bidiyaved, the Shulchanan brings that you could even, you could even, uh, live in the house if you have no other, uh, no other, other, uh, other, uh, other choice. But that's, that's as far as a, as a hired worker is, is concerned. But let's say we're talking about what used to be in those days, a sharecropper where he, he shares the profits of your, of your business. That, that, uh, the laws get a little bit different over there, but, uh, our time as always is evaporating so quickly. There's almost nothing left of it and we need to vacate and make way for the three o'clock news and then the amazing music that really sets you into the mood and gets you in the tone for the entering, they're entering uh, Shabbos, which is only about two and a half hours hours uh, away. So I really just want to, as I always do at this time, I think it's important to to consciously thank everyone who's made the effort, who's taken the time to uh, uh, listen to our our broadcast, whether it be kind of as you're busy, whether or you're in the car, or you actually sit down while you have your lunch. And, and actually listen and focus on the program. Either way, we're extremely, extremely grateful. And of course, as always, I want to thank Craig for being here and pushing all the buttons and making it all, making it all happen. Without him, there would not be any kind of a show. This is a wonderful Shabbos, Shabbos Parashas Ekev, Shabbos Avarchim of Chodesh Ella. Let's get into it. Let's get checked. Let's get uh, hyped, as they say in the modern lingo. I've been around kids too long. And let's make us an amazing, amazing Shabbos. And the beginning of the process that's going to bring us right into Elul, through Elul, levitate us as we get ready for Rosh Hashanah and what lies beyond. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening. And to each and every one of our radio family, a beautiful, warm, radiant, together and inspired good Shabbos to one and all. <laughs>